This is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Tuesday, August 20th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. USDA released its latest crop progress and condition report yesterday, and it shows a slight decline in the nation's soybean crop ratings. We lost a point out of good to excellent, now 53%. We gained a point in the very poor to poor, now 14%, well below last year's numbers at this time, 65% good to excellent and 11% very poor to poor. That's USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. At least one-fifth of the acreage rated very poor to poor in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio. And Rippey says heat and drought are both causing problems for the nation's cotton crop. Moving to the south and looking at cotton, we have some problems developing across the southern plains due to heat and drought. Overall, bowl setting is right on schedule, and uh, everything it comes up 85%. This week, five-year average, and last year, all 85% setting bowls. And looking at bowls opening, we are now at 24%. That's well ahead of the five-year average of 13%. 16% was the number last year. A lot of that is due to the heat pushing the crop along in places like Texas, there we see 32% of the bowls open, and the five-year average is just 15%. Not surprisingly, cotton condition falling sharply during the week ending August 18th. Now just 49% good to excellent. That's down seven points from last week. 15% very poor to poor, up five points. And as is very normal, Texas driving that number. We saw the good to excellent number in Texas declining 10 percentage points to 42% good to excellent. The very poor to poor rating up 7 points from 12 to 19% just over the last week. Rice harvest is falling behind here in Louisiana mainly because of rain showers. But nationwide, Rippey says weather conditions are favorable for rice harvest. The rice crop, most of it now headed out 88%, five-year average 93%, 94% last year. And the rice harvest continues in the western Gulf Coast region under favorably hot, dry conditions. 10% of the U.S. rice harvested, 13% is the five-year average, 14% last year. And we've reached the halfway mark for the rice harvest in Louisiana as of August 18th. Rice condition holding uh, virtually steady for the week ending August 18th. We're sitting at 68% good to excellent and 6% very poor to poor. That is not too far below what we saw this time a year ago, 73% good to excellent and 4% very poor to poor. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Well, let's look at the Louisiana version of the crop progress and condition report released yesterday. It shows that corn and rice harvest continue to move forward here in our state. However, we are falling slightly behind the five-year average pace, mainly because of rain showers that tend to hamper field work and shut down harvest for the day. A lot of areas of the state getting those afternoon pop-up showers, and that is slowing things down. Corn harvest now at 36% done. That compares to the 46% five-year average. Rice harvest is now 50% done. The five-year average pace is 57. 
Soybean harvest getting started on a small scale. We have 5% of the bean crop now harvested. The five-year average is 8%. Sugarcane planting now well underway. 18% of the cane crop is now planted. And sweet potato harvest is starting 1% of the sweet potato crop now harvested here in Louisiana. As far as some crop ratings go, we'll run down some of those numbers here. We'll start with soybeans. 6% of the bean crop rated excellent, 57% good, 28% fair, and 9% rated poor to very poor. Corn conditions, 7% excellent, 46% good, 38% fair. 9% poor. 7% of the rice crop is rated excellent, 58% good, 30% fair, and 5% poor to very poor. And sugarcane, we have 16% rated excellent, 47% good, 30% fair, and 7% poor to very poor. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour is underway with two legs. They have an Eastern Corn Belt Tour and a Western Corn Belt Tour. On the eastern leg of the tour, scouts found some interesting things yesterday regarding crop health. That's according to tour agronomist Mark Bernard. We certainly saw the maturity issues that we've been hearing about all summer long, uh, both on the corn and the bean side. I was probably most disappointed with the beans, actually. We looked at beans that were about two-thirds of what they were a year ago, so that concerns me. And not only that, a lot of blister stage corn as well. So uh, is it going to make it? That's hard to say here in Indiana, especially without Lake Erie to protect it like Ohio has. The western leg of the Pro Farmer Crop Tour went through South Dakota yesterday. Pro Farmer's Jeff Wilson. Today in South Dakota, we came up with an average yield of 154 bushels per acre on 68 samples, which is a good sample selection. It's about what we normally do. So, And that's down 13.4% from a year ago. Uh, and uh, it's uh, 2.8% below the five-year, three-year average. So it's down. And uh, just for reference, uh, USDA put the South Dakota crop at 157 bushels, and that's only down about 2%. So our numbers down a fairly substantial amount. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour continues throughout this week. Here in Louisiana, 16 horses have tested positive for eastern equine encephalitis, and one has tested positive for West Nile virus since June 5th. Department of Agriculture and Forestry Commissioner Mike Strain is reminding horse owners to vaccinate their animals for both EEE and WNV. We need to vaccinate our horses not only for encephalitis, but also West Nile, which is an encephalitis. And now is the time because, again, we're seeing a rise, and this is the largest amount we've seen really since 2012. We need to make sure that we contain this and we do appropriate, appropriate mosquito control. It's very, very, very important. And again, everyone, you need to protect yourself. Strain, who is also a veterinarian, says there is no human vaccination for either of these viruses. So protecting yourself from mosquito bites is the best measure. Two Texas men are accused of stealing timber from a landowner in Vivian, Louisiana. Back in July, the landowner, who resides in Beaumont, Texas, reported that sometime between January and June of this year, someone cut timber on his 10-acre piece of property in Caddo Parish. The Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry investigated the incident and say the timber was harvested without the permission of the property owner. Ag Commissioner Mike Strain says it's important to keep an eye on timberland. This is a crime. This is a felony. 
And so one of the things you know, we do recommend to, to landowners is periodically check your properties. You know, if they're in multiple parishes or wherever, go around and check your properties. Because what happens, timber thieves, you know, if they get to know that you're not checking on your properties, and especially, you know, if you, know, you have elderly parents, check on their properties to make sure this doesn't happen. And if you suspect you have timber theft, call us immediately, 225 922 one, two, three, four. The stolen timber had a value of $29,394, and it was sold in the state of Texas. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Soybeans close slightly higher. However, the corn market continues to take it on the chin. There was actually some positive news coming out of the Pro Farmer Crop Tour going on this week, but it did not seem to have any effect on the corn market. Chris Robinson is with the Cow Guy Group on the trading floor in Chicago. Well, obviously, the, the problem is this. You know, we, we got some lower yields in the crop tour yesterday. We had the good to excellent rating drop 1% for both corn and beans. And last night, they tried to buy it. Um, you know, I was up about two o'clock in the morning, unfortunately, watching it, and it looked like okay, we were trying to carve out a bottom, and um, uh, there's no follow through. So whenever the market gets potentially good news, it just looks like, for whatever reason, we're continuing to see people sell the rallies. I really think it might be the managed money who, remember, they were long eighty thousand contracts. I think between now and the end of the month, they unfortunately may have some more to sell. Um, and certainly, we need. Uh, some bullish news, some really bullish news out of that crop tour to sort of turn things around. Because right now, these corn is within a nickel of its the May contract low. Um, my experience has been that uh, when we get that close to that old low, the market wants to go down there and see what happens. So we, we might get that flush down there, sadly, um, for corn producers here as we get through the rest of the week. So we were all looking for a turnaround Tuesday, and it just fizzled. Here's a look at how the markets closed. We had a slightly higher close in the bean market. September soybeans up one and three quarters, eight fifty-five and three quarters. New crop November beans up one and three quarters, eight sixty-eight and a quarter. But that corn market headed lower. September corn down five and a half, three fifty-nine and a half. December corn down five and three quarters, three sixty-eight and three quarters. September wheat down five and a half, closing at four sixty a bushel. Rough rice closed slightly lower. September rice down five cents, ten ninety eight a hundredweight. November rice down five at eleven twenty eight. November sugar unchanged twenty five point eighty one cents. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures and New York mixed in a turnaround Tuesday attempt. Parts of northern Texas and the southeastern U.S. did receive rain over the weekend. Condition ratings belt wide were down 7% to 49%, good to excellent. At New York Monday afternoon, October cotton, 59.17, down 1. New crop December, 59.14, down 10. March cotton finished today at 60.08, up 3. The spot market price for North and South Delta, 56.17, down 1. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. At the Kinder Livestock Auction, Kinder Louisiana this week, two to three weight steers brought a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-five a pound. Three to four hundred pound steers a dollar ten to a dollar seventy-five. Four to five hundred pound steers brought a dollar to a dollar fifty-five a pound. Five to six weight steers brought ninety to a dollar forty-two. 
Six to seven hundred pounders, eighty cents to a dollar twenty-seven a pound. Bred cows brought four hundred to twelve hundred a head. Cow-calf pairs range from five hundred dollars to thirteen hundred a pair. Cattle futures moved higher on Tuesday. August live cattle up a dollar sixty, one hundred one eighty. September feeder cattle up ninety cents, one thirty-three seventy-two. October feeders up forty-seven, closing at one thirty-three sixty-five. Well, it has definitely been a crazy week in the cattle market following last weekend's fire of the Tyson Packing Plant up in Kansas. So what effect has that had on our cattle markets here in Louisiana? Well, we'll ask Rayburn Smith, who runs Red River Livestock Auction in Cachata. He's also a superior livestock representative here in Louisiana and one of the largest superior livestock reps in the country. Rayburn Smith is next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau has been working for Louisiana's farmers and ranchers since 1922, and that work continues today. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. Farm Bureau knows you're busy running your operation, so while you're at work on your farm or ranch, Farm Bureau is watching out for your interests. So join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Rayburn Smith. Rayburn is no stranger to the Louisiana cattle industry. He's a superior livestock representative. He also runs Red River Livestock Auction in Cachata, Louisiana. Well, Rayburn, let's talk about the cattle market. You know, we had the big fire at the Tyson plant in Kansas, shutting that plant down just a little over a week ago. Have we seen a spillover effect from that in our cattle market here in Louisiana? Well, it depends on what day it was, but when Monday and Tuesday, of course, were down a limit. And uh, it was just hard to sell one at all. I guess they were probably from 30 to 30 cheaper Monday and Tuesday. Came back a little bit Wednesday, board limit up. Came back pretty good, but it, <clears throat> they're always slower to put it back on than they are to take it off. Did you see that reflected in your sale on Wednesday? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So what kind of uh, price pressure did calf prices come under on Wednesday at the barn? Well, our cattle were probably from steady to five cheaper, maybe a few of them 10 cents cheaper. But it was a, actually a whole lot better than we thought it was going to be. And we were saved by the board. That board came back, limit up. And so that, that really helped us on, uh, on Wednesday. Well, Rayburn, you know, we, we're seeing a big drop in corn prices, too. Typically, that helps us out uh, on calf prices. Uh, do you feel like this low corn market is something that is helping us? Absolutely. If it wasn't for that low corn market or corn being a little cheaper, uh, we would have been in a sure enough wreck. I'm talking about it been terrible. Well, Rayburn, we're getting into the time of the year where the runs start picking up uh, here as we start heading toward that big fall run. How have the numbers looked coming through the auction barn here over the last week or two? Well, they're kind of below average. Everybody's kind of holding up because of the market. But it's getting to the point to where they're fixing to have to come to town. And of course, this deal, this fire couldn't have happened at a uh, at a worse time. You know, hot, dry. It's just uh, people in the hay fields. You know, everybody just won't do everything but cattle right now. So it was put a little pressure on the market. But uh, like I said, it's coming back pretty good. Uh, we have a video sale today, this week, and it's uh, 
it's, we're struggling, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. You got a lot of cattle in that sale from Louisiana? Yes, there are quite a few Louisiana cattle on today. Well, you mentioned being in the hay field. How have pasture conditions looked up in your part of the state here this summer? Well, we're awful wet all the year up until about two to three weeks ago, and now we're now we could use a little rain. It's getting pretty dry. Do you feel like that we've been able to put up enough hay this year? There's going to be an abundance of hay. A lot of hay been put up. Most people have their needs already met, and there's going to be a lot of hay ready to cut right now that's, that's, that's uh, been, been cut as we speak. Rayburn, what advice would you have for cattlemen uh, who, of course, have a, have a calf a herd ready to go, ready to sell for this fall? What kind of marketing advice would you have for them as they get ready to sell their calves this fall? Well, I had some some good advice, but I do uh, the thumb if you're ready to sell. You know, I don't know this it's going to get any better. I would sure hope it would. Um, you know, kind of hinges on the weather and the corn. So hindsight would be 2020. I mean, we need to. Uh, it'd be good to be able to look down the pipe and see what we had coming. But I'd say if they're ready to go, they don't hold very well. It'd probably be time to sell, you know. Well, Rayburn, if people want to get in touch with you about marketing their cattle, you, you market a lot of cattle in the state of Louisiana. How do they get in touch with you? They can call me at 318-471-2773. Or call my son, Joel, at 318-471-1896. Uh, one also get back to you immediately and uh, we'd like to sell your cattle and of course rayburn you can take care of both auction barn cattle there through red river livestock and cachata as well as superior livestock if they want a video sale correct yes sir and we do private treaties also private treaty sale as well you got some ready to go right now don't have time to get them on the video auction well truck lots we can sure do something with them that's Rayburn Smith with Red River Livestock in Cachata and Superior Livestock Auction. Thanks a lot, Rayburn. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That wraps up the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Tuesday, August 20th of 2019. We'll see you tomorrow, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. At Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.